All right, welcome in. This is a Corbett's Corner on a Monday. Uh, talking some football. We'll start with NFL, of course, the big news of the day. Um, Dan Quinn getting canned after shocker. I told you they weren't going to beat Carolina. Um, and then the Vikings uh, just ended up. Uh, it's it, We'll get into it. But again, it's a decision of do you go for it? Do you kick the field goal? And it ended up biting the Vikings uh, from behind. So I'm Dylan Corbett, Tyler Dawson coming back as well. Of course, Matthew Cruzen. So let's open it up. Dan Quinn, I've been telling you this guy deserved to be fired uh, a long ago, but it's not just him. Thomas Dimitrov has not been good. The GM who's been kind of hiding behind, um, I guess, the meat shield of Dan Quinn, but the GM has been terrible. Um, no matter what, Matt Ryan has – the reason this team was good, a lot of people say Kyle Shanahan, the reason this team was good was because they had a talented offense. And Dan Quinn, who's this defensive guru, remember Seattle, uh, when they won the Super Bowl, the Legion of Boom, he just could not replicate it. And I mean not even close. The defense was terrible week in, week out, def- uh, year in, year out. Uh, just a disgrace, wasting the potentials of Julio Jones – and Matt Ryan. So eventually, I didn't think it was going to happen, uh, but eventually the final, how many times did we have the final straw break the camel's back for Dan Quinn? But finally, Arthur Blank makes the call, cleans house. Uh, Raheem Morris is our interim head coach. I mean, what? I think we're just tanking for Trevor at this point. I don't know what the plan is. We don't have a GM. We don't have a head coach. What are we doing? We're just going to lose every game. Yeah, like I uh, I predicted this uh, last week on the show. I said this is what you need. They need to be in a. They need to go into a game that they should win, proceed to lose, <laughs> yeah. proceed to lose, and then Dan Quinn loses his job. Uh, I, this is the best case scenario as a Falcons fan. I think. Uh, I mean, you know, he's not the guy who's going to write the ship. At this point, yeah, you just want to lose as many games as possible. But they have quite a bit of competition for. Uh, worst record because the New York Jets aren't winning games anytime either soon. New York yeah. team yeah yeah I forgot about the Giants the Jets might be stuck on one I mean there's a lot of bad teams this year but the Falcons are right in the thick of it you know I I was asking you Dylan when do you think and even Matt I was asking when do you think uh, Dan Quinn will end up getting fired and obviously we saw it happen yesterday the Falcons had that drive in the fourth quarter where they were pushing and down the field, and then Matt Ryan obviously threw the pick. Yeah, and- that was brutal. And then the field goal, like we were going to try and get an onside kick. I mean, like Dan Quinn is just – he had to go. Uh, you know, it, it's tough. So kind of a more general question about head coaches, because we see Norv Turner, you know, all these guys just – it's like regurgitation. Uh, you see in the NBA just – how viable is the NFL head coach? Mike McCarthy, you know, I think he's terrible with Dallas. There are only a handful of guys that, and what I mean by head coach is, yes, you can be a great coordinator, but actually, you know, having control of your team. I think of Belichick. I think of Mike Tomlin. Um, and then I'm kind of grasping at straw, Sean Payton. Uh, you know, there's those guys that are give off head coach. Like these guys, they never have job security issues, right? I'm running out of people that have that anymore. Kyle Shanahan, you guys lose to the Dolphins? I think you are, you know, I think you're a fraud, Kyle Shanahan. This is two Super Bowls you've ruined with your play calling now. You know, who are these guys? Is Sean McVay starting to, he was ascending, uh, and now he's having quite a good year to where he could be on that uh, kind of top-tier pedestal. But, you know, what? Who am I looking for a head coach? Kevin Stefanski is a guy that might be the next McVay, right, Matt? You've kind of been watching him uh, from the days with the Vikings and how he's been doing with Cleveland now. Big win over the Colts. But 
you know, who is that next guy? Because Lincoln Riley was the head coach, uh, hot candidate. Now he looks terrible. He's going to be, you know, lucky to find a job in the papers uh, for the NFL after what he's been doing. So I got a couple more names for you. Pete Carroll's in that conversation, obviously. And then John Harbaugh in Baltimore. And one thing a lot of these guys have in common is they were uh, previously special teams coordinators. They weren't offense guys. They weren't defensive guys. So they kind of understand all three phases of the game. Another name I'm going to throw out, and this is an interesting one, is Matt Nagy because he was hired as an offensive guru. Well, he's shown that he may not really be an offensive guru, but what he is is a good leader and can control yeah. a locker room. I mean, to get them 12-4 and four in the first year and then to get that team at 8-8 eight and eight last year with the worst quarterback play in the entire league, off to a good start again this year. So I think he was hired for reasons of being that big offensive guy, but turns out maybe he is a guy who can control a locker room and really win games. I'll put Zimmer in that category as well. I think he's more than just a defensive coordinator. I mean, he's – you know, he's had success in his tenure in Minnesota. They haven't won any big games or anything, but he's had success. I mean, yeah. so I'll put him in that category as well. He's going to – and like we said, the defense was abysmal week one, not good week two either, but it's improved every week. We knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah, we'll get into more Vikings talk later. But, yeah, Ty, what do you see on the coaches that Dylan's talking about? Yeah, uh, one other coach that you guys haven't mentioned that I also think is on that pedestal with all those guys is Andy Reid. Um, yes. But, yeah, no, besides that, I mean, what about Romeo Cornell going one and all? With <laughs> I mean, that's my point. Romeo Cornell literally walks with, a you know, a cane down from the pre- – no one even knew he was still in the Houston Texans organization. All of a sudden he's coaching them to a win. You know, he won the game. You know, how viable is the head coach? Um, so let's get into Zimmer, because I'm not high on Zimmer. I think Zimmer's a defensive guy like Dan Quinn. Where's the defense? What, what are you supposed to be good at? What, what? I'm sorry, what? So that's why Zimmer, yes, he's had success, but every year with expectations, like this year, he falls flat. Um, you, what, what did you think? It was fourth and inches. Dalvin Cook, is he injured? Are they trying to limit his carries? That has been a whole mind boggle. Um, Alexander Madison misses the wide open hole on fourth and inches. Um, do you go for it there or do you kick the field goal? I think the right call was made going for it and it just, you know, it bit them in the behind. And of course you're going with Russell Wilson marching right down your throat the other way. Exactly. I, I think the right call is to go for it. Um, obviously you make it, the game's over. Um, mm-hmm. but we kicked the field goal and then we gave Russell Wilson 75 yards to go down the field. Most likely. He's going to go down there and score. But you force overtime, but again, you're not guaranteed to win. You're not guaranteed, exactly. You're not guaranteed the ball, and then if they get the ball first, then obviously the Seahawks go down the field and probably score again. But in the Vikings' defense yesterday, the defense looked outstanding. I thought they were 100 times better than um, – 100 times better than the Seahawks' offense, and they made Russell Wilson in the first half look like he wasn't very good. Yeah, he went yeah. six for six – passing there a lot of them were just check downs only 36 yards sacked them four times in the first half and now getting to Zimmer and yeah you said with Madison making that uh bad read I mean he he could have easily been walking into the end zone if he just goes right two more feet to the right um but Drew Samia oh my god 
I saw people saying on Twitter yesterday, which I thought was real funny. The funniest one I saw was a three-legged chair would be better than him out there. <laughs> atrocious last night. Absolutely atrocious. Um, but a lot of people are putting this loss on Zimmer um, and saying how, like, yeah, the defense didn't look good. I thought the defense looked phenomenal. We gave him two short fields in the third quarter. But two to very- that point, here, here's my point. The defense looked good, but when it mattered, you gave up two fourth downs and then the touchdown to DK Metcalf. But, but uh, that's a thing. That coverage, though, on that touchdown, you can't ask Anthony oh, he's Harris. he's a beast, yeah. You can't ask Anthony Harris to cover any better than he did. Russell Wilson just made a phenomenal throw. Um, the one that was real bad was that 45-yard bomb to DK Metcalf where I don't even know what Cam Dancer was doing. I don't know what he was looking at. It should have easily been batted down, potentially even picked, and game over. So that, that, was, that was absolutely crazy. But, I mean, I did like, though, what Zimmer did is dialing up blitzes on that last drive rather than letting Russell Wilson just sit in the pocket, drop seven, and then be able to pick the Vikings defense apart because the young corners – I mean, if you give them 10 seconds, someone's going to get open. So where's the hope? What are you, Matt, I'll ask you this too. What, what are the Vikings fans, who are you looking forward to coming in, um, or coming up this week? And then Matt, as a Bears guy, getting a win and the NFC North looks to be more of a two-team race now as opposed to three. You know, how do you see the weeks ahead going? Yeah, so Vikings, I, I do agree, probably agree with the call. It's, it's a lose-lose situation, really, when you look at it, let's say – they kick the field goal, and then uh, Seattle scores, forces overtime, gets the ball first and scores. Zimmer gets crucified for kicking it, <laughs> yes. and he gets crucified today for not kicking it. So it's totally a lose-lose. One thing I will say on Zimmer, and made me think of this tie talking about Drew Samia, people don't realize that the head coaches are essentially the guys drafting and they have and making free agent acquisitions. They have a ton of say, and Zimmer and – staff have continued to neglect the Vikings offensive line for the last five, seven, eight, ten years. That falls on Zimmer too, whether he's a defensive guy or not. Um, because a lot of it is them taking first round corners and you know Zimmer saying, hey, Spielman, take this corner, take this corner. I need corners. So I will not uh, let off on Zimmer for that. NFC North, it's really a one team race. I don't, I, I'm not afraid to say that. It's the Packers division. I think the Vikings that it's a brutal loss last night because they should have won and it would have done wonders for their confidence. I mean, I do think they come back confident because they did not get blown out. They just can't win in Seattle period, but it's still crushing to go out, go leave there knowing it was right there in front of you. Uh, I wouldn't rule the Vikings out of sneaking into that seven spot. Uh, I guess I'd have to look at the rest of the team. We know the NFC East is pathetic uh, well, that's my question West. is uh, to both of you. Do the Vikings make the playoffs? And if they don't, no. is Zimmer gone? No, and no. They just gave him a three-year extension. So what, I know. Back. I, which, I mean, it didn't, I didn't agree with that either. It just didn't seem necessary. But they have him and Spielman. I would say he would not get bounced after just one year removed from a playoff one in New Orleans. But if you give him one more year – if it's not good next year, then 100%. He, he's, like, on the first list of if it's a bad start, 0-4, 1-5, he's gone. But, but that's the Dan Quinn year. syndrome is here's some more leash, Dan. Go 0-4 next year, and then we'll fire you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Matt. Um, I don't think Zimmer uh, – I think Zimmer for sure makes it through this year, and then he's on the hot seat next year. I mean, Vikings defense this year, so young in the secondary. Now we had to let a lot of guys go in order to – 
make room to sign Dalvin Cook and get money uh, for that. I mean, no Anthony Barr, uh, no Daniel Hunter. I mean, it, it'd be real interesting to see what this Vikings team would be like if they were 100% healthy because the offense is now, when they do get a little bit of time on the offensive line, they're looking like they can go on score on anyone. Now, yes, the Seahawks is not the best defense. I understand that. But I was anticipating, like we talked about on Corbett's Corner on Friday, that it was going to be just an absolute blowout for Seattle. And that's what made it even more gut-wrenching was Vikings should have won that game. I mean, if there, it was yeah. blown out, we would have been talking on the show, I would have felt fine. I mean, I had a tough time even falling asleep last night because it was just one of those where it's like – It you, sticks with you. You're okay. replaying it in your head. Yeah, um, quickly, we'll put a bow in this NFL conversation. Who do you guys think is the best team after this week? Because I'll go out there. I was thinking the Seahawks. Keep an eye on the Rams. Watch out for the Rams. A couple of years removed from a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, I like what they're doing. Anyone? Anyone got some teams? Sorry. Yeah. Was that it? Okay. I just silenced the floor. I, I think the best team right now is the Packers. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would lean Packers, Chiefs coming off a lot. I don't, it really didn't see much of that game. I don't know what the hell happened. Stu Finer was all over that. I was watching Barstool Sports Advisors that morning. He's, he's like, oh, you take, you got to hammer him. Super Bowl champs in October getting double digit points. You might take the Raiders outright. He hit it. Uh, I mean, my goodness. Uh, so he yeah, called that right so, away. I'll still, uh, but yeah, I'll say right now, Chiefs in the AFC, Packers in the NFC. Good stuff. All right, so let's let's go to college football here because I was geeked up. Uh, Pittsburgh, a hard fought game. Boston College beat Pittsburgh. Um, I was pumped. My personal trainer's a pick guy, uh, so I was uh, giving him that. Uh, you know, I was twisting the needle in his back there a little bit there for the win. Uh, botched extra point to win it. We'll take it. Uh, BC is good. I don't understand why they are disrespecting, getting disrespected so much. I know, understand it's because it's poor little BC, but Virginia Tech's not good. Uh, they just lost to North Carolina by 11. BC lost to North Carolina by four. Uh, Virginia Tech beat Duke by seven. BC beat Duke by 20. Uh, I don't understand what's going on here. I am going to be hitting the points as I do every week, plus 11. I already hit them, and I'm going to put some free play on their money line. Yes, watch out, PK. Once that money line comes out, the free play is going on it. Correct. Uh, only cause for concern is if it looks like a trap, smells like a trap, it might be It's a, a trap, trap every single week, and I tell you we're hitting it anyway. <laughs> because all those things you just said does not – it does not add up to this line being uh, Vodtech plus 11 or minus 11. BC is legit. Djokovic is the guy. Oh, the defense oh is. <laughs> I, I can't, sorry. I, I can't even contain my excitement. He is, he is, uh, he's like one of the best PFF rated quarterbacks. He's only a sophomore in the entire nation. The defense go watch Jeff Halfley talk to his team in the locker room. And you'll, you'll love this guy. I mean, it is, it is such a – I'm so pumped. And that's the only reason I've been able to temper my Falcons' misery has been BC is actually, like, really impressing. Uh, let's get to Notre Dame, too, is uh, they win, don't cover. Terrible Florida State team. Any worries there, Matt? No, no worries. Defense was expected to be a little slow uh, coming off a long laugh. Offense looked really good there. Uh, Sophomore running back, Kyron Williams, ooh, he can play. He's a uh, foot in the ground, left, right, getting everywhere. Offense will be fine, continue to roll. Defense, uh, one of the best defensive coordinators in all college football, a young guy. Um, 
calling the shots. So, no, they'll be fine. Tough cover, need a better second half. Tough no cover, need a better second half. But, uh, yeah, expect them to keep winning until the uh, big showdown with Clemson in about three weeks. Who do they have this week quickly? BC's got Virginia Tech Saturday night under the lights at Blacksburg. And then I just saw this line. That's the reason I have it. They, it's Notre Dame. It's Louisville. It's, yep. It's Louisville. Yep. So that's another two-touchdown line. Ty, what caught your eye this college football Saturday? Uh, this college football Saturday, um, I was watching um, the Oklahoma, or the Red River shootout. The Oklahoma. That was a great game. Yeah, phenomenal game. Um, I was over on Oklahoma, so I was real happy that they were able to. You guys both cashed that. I was actually on Texas. What's up with the Big 12? Is there going to be any team coming out of there, or is all the hopes of riding in Mike Gundy? I don't think there's any team coming out of the Big 12 at all. It's going to be real interesting in two weeks here when Big 10 gets going uh, because I'm sure there's going to be a team coming out of there. It's going to be Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, right, and they pick and choose every year. I mean, jeez. You think a one-loss Clemson team's getting in? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. You, you guys got to cover against Florida State before you start talking about beating Clemson. Come on. Cle- how about Clemson against Miami, right? You know, that team's looking good. I thought Bama was the team uh, after last week, and then, again, they, they won, but they had a lot of trouble with Lane Kiffin. Um, I, I don't know. I, but, again, you could pick the top three teams, and then whoever's going to win from that, I think. is. This, I mean – this is just a great time to point out how badly the college football committee messed this up. Why do we not have six or eight teams this year? Like a one-year thing. You're not going to know about – I mean, these big ten, big ten teams are playing eight games. Like, come on. We're still, we're still going to have the Meineke Car Care Bowl. I mean, why are we bowling? Why can't we just do have the playoffs? Yeah, I get, I get it too. So that's going to wrap up a real fun Corbett's Corner there. Tyler Dawson, Matt Cruz, and I'm Dylan Corbett. Uh, we're talking heavy NFL and sprinkle some college football in there as well. Dan Quinn is out. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm lost hopelessness because I'm like, okay, where's Matt Ryan going? Is he the future in Atlanta? Is he going to be wearing another jersey? Am I going to follow him? Uh, who the hell's our GM? Who the hell's our coach? It's just miserable. And then Vikings with a tough last second loss as well. And their future is up in the air as well. So that'll wrap up Corbett's Corner. Hit subscribe. We do appreciate it.